Blog Talk Radio. Right. Air Force, 
and serves alongside active duty Air Force members in times of a national crisis. In addition, the Air Guard serves the state and local community in a wide range of capacities. The reason people join the Air Guard is as diverse as our members and includes such reasons as a deep desire to serve their country, money for college, travel, new job skills, and the pride that goes along with belonging to the greatest military organization in the world. I joined because I felt a calling to serve my country, but I didn't want to be far away from my family, so the Indiana Air National Guard was a perfect fit for me. With over 95 different career opportunities to choose from and 100% paid college tuition to any state-funded college, why not give us a call? Call 1-800-841-3103 or visit online at goang.com to find out more. Again, that's 1-800-841-3103. The Air National Guard, guarding America, defending freedom. I can't believe it. I've been playing 4 on 4 with a barbershop quartet. Nah, I can't believe how easy it was to save hundreds of dollars on my car insurance with Geico. Yeah. Believe it. Geico could save you 15% or more on car insurance. For more unbelievable Geico videos, give subscribe a click. Morning face. You get is when you don't sleep well. This is what happened to Linda. Morning, guys. Good morning. Ah, what is that thing? It's me, Linda. Oh, my God, it talks. Run! No, it's me, Linda, from HR. It looks hungry. Save the children. Save them. Stay back. I've got mace. It's called beauty sleep for a reason. And there's never been a better time to get some. Get 20% off IKEA salt and mattresses. IKEA. Love your home. Welcome back to the balance. My name is Tom Mark with El Presidente. 917-889-8516. Is there a digit during this now? It's Mo from the BS Sports Show. Mo, how in the world are you, sir? Uh, <laughs> I tell you what. This is a crazy world. Red. So look, I know we've only got you for a few minutes, and I appreciate you taking the time to join us uh, uh, because I know the real world's knocking at your door there. You know, we called the we called the show today Bucking the System, and we got a reason for that. The Milwaukee Bucks decided that they were going to go out and do a big old boycott, a big old protest, obviously, which created a domino effect. And I guess where, where, where I'm at on this is, and I, I will get into all my thoughts on this here in just a minute, enough's enough. We've had enough. And you know what? I'm going to, I'm going to hear, I'm going to at least hear in just a few minutes about this whole shooting. But If we were to listen to the mainstream media and how everything happened and played out, 
we would think that this guy was just walking to his car and the police just shot him in the back. We have got to get to the point of reality and, and stop being ridiculous about stuff. Because I'm going to tell you what, one, the guy had a warrant for his arrest. Two, he, he was running. Three, they did taste free. Four, uh, when, when, they, when he was running to his car, he had a knife in his car. He has a past history of drawing weapons and shooting on police officers. At what point did the police officer have to sit back and say, we're just going to let this play out? We're just going to let this play out. Why, why can't people see this? Why, why have we got to the point? And, but more importantly, Mo, why was it the Milwaukee Bucks place to say, was it just because it happened in the state of Wisconsin? Because they didn't do it any other time. It has to be because it happened in the state of Wisconsin. Go ahead. I'll let you. I I, I try to tee it up, tee it up, but I know I got you for just a few minutes. So I want to get your thoughts on this. This is just total utter BS. Yeah, I mean, you know, here's the thing. It's. I think celebrities, especially athletes, NBA players, feel like they need to take a, a stand for things, and, and that's fine. It's their right. They want to use their platform for it. You know, I don't know maybe about everybody in the NBA. Uh, taken off, you know, but I understood why Milwaukee wanted to do it. Uh, you know, unfortunately, I'm, as a, a white American, I'm not really in the place to, uh, to you know, comment on things like that. Uh, well, so if they want, if they want to protest, you know, they've, they've got to protest. Well, here's the thing. We've already had enough attention with the NBA in the in the bubble and the playoffs and the bubbles. The Milwaukee Bucks, if anybody has the the, um, I mean, the swag to walk into the playoffs and think that we're going to get the championship, it's the Milwaukee Bucks. I mean, why why not just let it play out? Why not let justice do its its thing? Because here's the thing. You know, police officers are allowed to shoot people. Whatever. It doesn't matter what their race are. And, and believe me, I know I'm a, I'm a, I'm a, 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 a white person myself. I did not, I can understand the and empathize, empathize and sympathize with what, with the racial problems. But just because you're of a different race, does that give you the right to run from the police? To, to, to do the things that you've done in your past, to have a war for your reputation. I mean, where does that where does that come un, undone? At? And you know, it's unfortunate, Mo, because here's the thing: we want the sport back so bad, so bad. And we've got two contradictory things going on, and, and then we we what's created is the domino effect. And not only did Milwaukee Bucks saying they weren't going to play. But now we have the MLB, NHL. We have we've, we've seen the Colts and, and other uh, NFL uh, teams decided that they were going to suspend uh, practice. I guess if, if we want sports back, doesn't the sports teams have an obligatory? That's a word I just literally made up. Until we use it, don't they have an obligation to us as fans to bring the, the, the sports back? 
Yeah, that's. I mean, that's a that's a deep subject again too. That I think you know, it takes more than a few minutes to to get into. It's uh, too deep for a Saturday morning. Huh? Yeah, it is deep well, for a Saturday morning. Uh, it's uh, it's uh, I don't know. You know, it's hard to say when it comes to those type of things. It's um, it's appreciative to have sports back, but it's uh, it's also one of those things that. Uh, it's a deep conversation. I think that uh, you know, that, uh, you know, a few hours long conversation. I think with a a multitude of different types of, of people. So, you know, I, I would be interested in maybe you can we can put together some type of uh, of roundtable some morning where we can all sit down. You know, because I would love to do that. There's yeah, a lot I, of different viewpoints and a lot of different uh, a lot of different things to discuss when it comes to that. It's, I think it's more than just a a couple minute answer to be fair to everybody. Well, here, here we go, and, and supposedly the boycott's over today, and supposedly uh, the teams will resume. So let's talk a little bit about the NBA playoffs as we know it to be. And then also, uh, of course, the Patriots released uh, their coach this week. What are your thoughts on that real quickly? Well, you know, I think that they, they – uh, it's strange, you know, because like you and I talked about off air that uh, – you know, they just signed him to a contract extension, and then they bounce him. But I think that being swept out of the playoffs, uh, Nathan Millen's poor playoff record uh, had a lot to do with it. Uh, you know, there have been reports that they're interested in Mike D'Antoni, uh, who is in his last year of, uh, of contract with the Houston Rockets. But, again, I mean, it's, I know they want to score more points, and he's an offensive-heavy coach. Uh, but, you know, he's not winning championships with what he's got there either. So, uh, you know, the Patriots is a small market. They have to be smart in free agency. They have to, uh, you know, they have to find complementary players to, to what they have. There's probably a trade out there looming, I'm going to assume, come draft time, maybe for Miles Turner, uh, depending on the extent of DeMontis bonus uh, injury. Uh, so I, I think they're looking for, uh, you know, a new direction at this point. We've seen, uh, you know, a story a few months ago that, uh, you know, Larry Bird called it quits as the president of the team because they just weren't willing to spend the money it took to be a contender. You know, and as you and I have talked, that's always going to be a problem for the Pacers. Uh, you know, is, is when are they going to when are they going to spend the money to be a contender? And until they do that, I, I don't know that any coach is going to be as successful as need be. Isn't it time though that Miles Turner does go away from the Pacers and go somewhere else? You know, it, it's it's one of those things where it's it's fifty fifty for me because there's been flashes of brilliance, yeah, you know, and he exactly. played very well. Uh, while uh, while Sabonis was out at times, but he's also uh, just kind of been a, a you know a figure, a lump out there at times too. So I think if you can get a deal, I know that uh, that there was some speculation of of them dealing with uh, with the Wizards and uh, you know possibly getting uh, a couple of players, including Thomas Bryant, uh, to for, for Miles Turner and a draft pick. So if that's the case, uh, you know that might be a trade that uh, that the Pacers want to uh, want to look at. Mo for the BS Sports Show. I appreciate you joining us. I know you're on a limited time schedule uh, with us today, and, and I want to let you uh, be able to uh, give your thoughts. So I'm going to give the platform to you and, and give you the, the last word to you, sir. Well, I uh, while we were talking, I unfortunately dropped a, a hot coffee down my leg, and uh, I think I probably got second degree burns. So uh, hey, I'm going you, to get that. <laughs> are you going to pull a Kramer? You gotta pull a Kramer. Jesus. <laughs> Did you ever it, see that sign? It fell right off the top. It fell right off the top of the car right now. My leg. I was like, oh my. So I did all I could not to curse on the air. So I but think anyway, I, 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 I will consider my day successful. 
I consider it successful. I consider the show successful at this point. We appreciate you, my <laughs> friend, and uh, <laughs> we'll we'll talk with you again soon. I promise. All right, bud. Have a great weekend. All right, buddy. We'll see you. Mo from the BS Sports Show joins us on an abbreviated Mo show. Uh, <laughs> so, in, in all fairness, he did text me right before he came on the air and said, "Hey, man, I only got a few minutes." But but here's where we're at with this, and and. And let's let's break this down because I got about ten or fifteen minutes where I could blow off some steam. And I, I mean, you know, I mean, I think I've always tried to say that this show is not a political show, but for some odd freaking reason, the sports has jumped the medium and went in onto ongoing traffic just to hit for the purpose of having a head-on collision with the political world. And this is what's happened. And here's what let's 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 break it down by the facts, okay? We I I I should not. It doesn't matter what your race is. You should not have the freedom to do whatever the heck you want to do, and just totally disobey the law. Here's the thing, and I I guess there's going to be a lot of people that disagree with me on this, and 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 oh I don't okay there is a racial problem in our country. Do I acknowledge that? Yes, there is a racial problem in our country, but there there has to be a better way to deal with things. There has to be. So if if roles were reversed. As a white person, if a white man uh, ran for the police and was tased, had a warrant for his arrest, has a history of uh, firing and being uh, very uh, detrimental and dangerous to police officers, if a white man then goes London to his car where they later find a knife, does the police officers have the right to shoot the white man? Uh, yes, but if he shoots the white man and the white man dies, do does that mean that white people and in sports come to a halt? We don't get the whole story here, and it's unfortunate that this situation happened, but this situation had every had all the makings of it happening. He ran for the police. He was tasered. He had a history of, of altercations with the police. He had a knife in his car within arm's length of what where he was reaching at. If, if we're to believe everything that's told to us, it's basic you basically get the story that a black man was just walking down the street trying to get in his car, and the cops shoot him in the back and kill him because he's a black man. That is the point of ridiculousness that we've gotten to. And where celebrities, NBA, uh, uh, sport people, where they need to be very careful is to know where that line is. And to fuel the fire, that's all I feel like that, that the Milwaukee Bucks done. They fueled the fire. 
do I understand that, oh, because it happened in the state of Wisconsin, and those of you that don't know, Milwaukee is in Wisconsin, okay, but to understand that maybe they might take, they want to let people know, okay, fine, we get it, we understand. But for so long over the last few weeks, we have said we want sports back in our world. And Mo's right. We should have a roundtable of discussions and, and, and get a, a various and, – and we'll work on that. Maybe we can get that put together. Are we going to solve the problem? No. Are we going to solve social injustice? No. I mean – but but doesn't sports owe its fans at least the dignity of letting it be separate? Doesn't sports and hasn't sports always been an outlet for us, someplace a refuge for us, someplace for us to go? And the Milwaukee Bucks, you know, we 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 should be allowed to disagree with these the, these protests when they get to the point of hey, we wanted fan, we wanted sports back so much, so much to the fact that the NBA went to so much trouble to create this bubble. Well, then ignore what the hell's going on outside the bubble and come and dribble the ball. Shut up and dribble the ball. That is what you should do. I tell you what, it just gets me in the shorts that that we we come to the point of return, and now we're getting to the point of no return, if you will. And, and it's just total ridiculousness. And then the, the the rest of the sports world has to follow suit. I mean, to be honest, IndyCar and NASCAR and NHR, the racing community is the only ones that didn't follow suit. This is not the 60s. We don't have near the civil rights issues that we did in the 60s. We don't have white person bathrooms black person bathrooms, white person drinking fountain, black person drinking fountain. Hey, I'm not going to serve you because you're black. We don't have that. So we have come a long way. And is there still a racial problem in our country? Yes. And I don't have a magic bullet for that. But I can tell you one thing, one thing that I know for a fact is that where we've been able to find racial equality is in the sports world. Because I guarantee you, 90% of all NBA players make more than the average white person, than the average black person, for that matter. So, there was a time when it was frowned upon about even recruiting a black person to your college basketball team. There's been a lot of road that has been traveled 
to toward racial equality in our country. Why do we have to backpedal? Why does it have to get to the point where the one thing that we that, that we want is our sports back, and then our sports community takes it away from us yet again? If we didn't have the coronavirus in 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 the in the world that we're living in now. Everybody would be playing at their perspective arenas. We we certainly would not be close to the playoffs yet, but we would be in the in the conversations about it. But the NBA created a bubble to protect their players and team people and personnel from the coronavirus. Well, if they're in a bubble. Stay in the bubble. It's unfortunate, and I and believe me, I know a lot of police officers, and I know for a fact there's a lot of police officers that listen to the show. I know police officers, and trust me, I know military people. And you know, the unfortunate thing is, sometimes in your line of work, you have to take another person's life, and I guarantee you that if you ask any police officer or any military personnel what it's like or ask them what it's like to take another human life, it's not something that they treasure. It's not something that they, that they get a badge. You don't get a Purple Heart for taking another person's life. You don't get the Medal of Honor for taking another person's life. You get the Purple Heart for doing your job and doing what you're supposed to be doing. You get the Purple Heart. So not, the police officers have to go on what they know. And if, you know, prior military, myself, my sons of the military, if you not have a known combatant making an aggressive move towards you, your training will kick in. And the unfortunate thing about that is somebody's going to walk away from there in a body bag. And you don't want it to be you. You, you want to go home to your families at night. So we had a situation, and the more I looked at it, the more I've researched it, the more we have a situation in Kenosha, Wisconsin, which is unfortunate. Unfortunate. Fortunate. He was a known combatant to the police. He'd already been tasered. He was running away from the police. He was lunging toward his car, where they found within arm's length was a knife. Now, can a knife stop a gun? No. But how did they know it was just a knife? My name is Todd Marcos El Presidente. Appreciate Mo for the BS Sports Show uh, for uh, joining us for a few minutes. We'll be right back right here on the Balance Radio Network, and we're going to get into last week's Indianapolis 500. And I promise you, things are going to get better from here. Now 
double wide, quick stop, midnight, T-top, Jack, and her cherry coke pen. Mama and Daddy put the roots right here, cause this is where the car broke down. Yellow dog school bus, kicking up red bus, kicking us up by a barbed wire fence. MTV on the RCA, no AC in the vents. We were Jesus, Sammy, Blue Jean, baby, born. The Air National Guard is a reserve component of the United States Air Force and serves alongside active duty Air Force members in times of a national crisis. In addition, the Air Guard serves the state and local community in a wide range of capacities. The reason people join the Air Guard is as diverse as our members and includes such reasons as a deep desire to serve their country, money for college, travel, new job skills, and the pride that goes along with belonging to the greatest military organization in the world. I joined because I felt a calling to serve my country, but I didn't want to be far away from my family, so the Indiana Air National Guard was a perfect fit for me. With over 95 different career opportunities to choose from and 100% paid college tuition to any state-funded college, why not give us a call? Call 1-800-841-3103 or visit online at goang.com to find out more. Again, that's 1-800-841-3103. The Air National Guard, guarding America, defending freedom. When you don't go to geico.com, car insurance can be confusing. Like... Swedish techno confusing. Bark, bark, meow, meow. Dance with me, purple cow. Bark, bark, meow, meow. Ooh, you lovely cow. Geico makes it easy. With 24-7 access, all you have to do is go to geico.com and you can save money on car insurance. It just makes sense. Unlike, you know. Dance with me, purple cow. I like your mood. When you don't go to geico.com, car insurance can be hard. Like early 90s heavy metal heart. I'm yelling and screaming and I'm loud. Roar. Geico makes it easy. You can review and update your policy or report a claim on geico.com or the Geico mobile app. Because shouldn't we all have a little less stress in our lives? I'm not even upset about anything. Morning face. You get is when you don't sleep well. This is what happened to Linda. Morning, guys. Good morning. Ah, what is that thing? It's me, Linda. Oh, my God, it talks. Run! No, it's me, Linda, from HR. It looks hungry. Save the children. Save them. Stay back. I've got mates. Ow, they're my eyes. Quit moving. It's called beauty sleep for a reason. And there's never been a better time to get some. Get 20% off IKEA salt and mattresses. IKEA, love your home. Welcome back to The Balance. My name is Tom Marcel, President Day, 917-889-8516, 30 minutes in the books. Thank you, Mo, from the BS Sports Show for joining us this morning. I know you, you had an abbreviated time. And, and you know, sometimes we just got to speak our mind. And, you know, the craziness about the sports world is that we want sports back. And, and, and once we get sports back, we things – 
that happen outside of the, the, the control of the sports world and the sports fans, somehow, for whatever reason, the NBA, the NFL, the MLB, the NHL, all decided that they're going to go on the wrong lane of the highway and just go head head on and, and then take sports back away from it. But the good thing about it is, even though we didn't have the Indianapolis 500 with fans, we have up into our official IndyCar contributor. Matthew, how are you, sir? Shocked. Stunned. I, how do you I really feel? I don't know what to say. I I really don't know what to say right now. Are we, I mean, are, you, are we just talking about the topic that we've been talking about all morning? Or are we talking about last week's results? We have the same time a 17 year old walking running around with an in that war zone in Milwaukee with an AK47 in his hands and what does the police do they shake his hand if an african american did that you know what would have happened he would have been shot i don't know i think I, we we're, we're going to take this show in a different direction just absolutely shocks me I don't know the story that you're talking about, but I do know for a fact that they arrested a uh, a, a person uh, that did shoot people down there in in Wisconsin. I do know that for a fact. Here, here's here's the thing, Matthew. But but is it really even though even though these are hard subjects to look at and talk about, is it really the sports world? responsibility to take sports back away from us after giving it to it back to us again. But is it the black people's responsibility to have to, you know, essentially walk around with, you know, their arms tied behind their back because men are thinking they have, a, a, a gun every time that they see somebody that looks suspicious and uh, or they have a weapon on them or I mean it, it's ridiculous the whole the thing is ridiculous I, I mean if and not to just say oh that's a black person we need to put him down that's do you really think that's job. what happened, Matt? Do you really think that's what happened in Wisconsin? Honestly. Well, when they are applauding a 17-year-old who three days later they finally do arrest, what do you think? I mean, how how am I supposed to look at that? Here's here's how I think all of us have to look at this: is the fact that. Crimes are committed by all races, and that's a fact. But if you look at the prison system, the unfortunate thing is, and and it's not for I, – I'm a white person. I grew up a white person. One might say I grew up a white privileged person. Do I understand the concept of a cop pulling me over just because of my skin color? No. Do I think it happens? Yes, but I don't think it happens as much as people act like it happens. This situation in Wisconsin, 
and we can name to other situations. But my, I want to get back to the sports talk of things. I want to get back. To the, I want to get to the Indy 500. But since we, we're having this discussion, I mean, here's the thing: the guy had a warrant for his arrest, and he was running from the cops because he had a warrant for his arrest. He also has a history of being a known combatant with cops. He's also fired weapons at cops. He's also been charged with attempted murder in the past against cops. He ran. They tasered him, and that didn't seem to affect him at all. He lunged at his car. Within arm's length was a knife. How did they not know that that was a gun? I mean, Matthew, if you was a police officer and you wanted to come home to your family, there's certain training that comes in. And there was all kinds of verbal commands given to him to stop. This was not a fact that he was a – let me ask you this. If this whole thing, if this exact scenario played out but it was a white guy, would the Milwaukee Bucks not went out and played? Would, would the Milwaukee Bucks went out and played? Yes, but would he have probably been killed? Probably not. He would have been used nonlethal force. They would have probably put him on the ground. They would not have gone to the extreme. They did. Well, let's, and, let's, get, let's and, get the show. And until that stops, do I feel, blame them for being upset? Yeah. I, do, I don't blame them for being upset at all. Because, yes, we have serious problems, especially when our president goes hog wild on an African-American woman saying that she's a threat to our country if she becomes vice president. I mean, it's it's disgusting. Well, this isn't a political show. This is a sports talk show. So we're going to get – we're going to uh, move forward and, 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 and move, get the show back on track. Let's talk about the last week's Indianapolis 500. Matthew. Hello. I'm just very, very hurt at that you think like that. And yes, you have your First Amendment rights, but I think you owe a serious apology. You said earlier, and I, I mean, I'm just shocked, horrified. I mean, you have a right to a First Amendment right, but I, all I can say is I'm disappointed. But I will say well, I'm not sure exactly what comment you're referring to, but okay. All of your comments in the opening end that we need to essentially every time we see a black person we need to use lethal force. That's not I, the, where did you hear me say that at? I never even used the word lethal force. From pillar to post, Tom. That's not what we need to practicing. And that's why those views are going to continue to upset athletes. And I'm sorry, but that those comments are not going to sit well. Now, I will say Indy was a good race. Takuma Sato won it fair and square, despite people saying that the race should have ended under green. 
But I just got to say, um, we have problems. And instead of just, you know, grabbing a whole two handfuls of dirt and sand and trying to throw it over like nothing happened, uh, I just, I think, unfortunately, there's a bunch of people here that need to take a closer look at their views and see how they are hurting people because unfortunately a lot of people just refuse to do that. And, and, and I've got even, and I'll admit, I have members in my own family that have these same views and I have been a little bit lazy fair on those. And let's face it, I shouldn't have been. So but all I can say is you're right to your opinion, but I'm, I got to say, I think in this case, it's the wrong opinion. Have a nice day. Uh, I'm okay. <laughs> well, I'm just teed up. I'm really ready to go now. Let's go, Matthew Embry. Come on. Put on your boxing gloves. Anybody know anything that he just said to me? First of all, it's my show. Second of all, I determine the content. Third of all, I'm not regulated by the FCC on this show, per se, within rhyme and reason. So I can certainly voice what comes onto my mind. We had Matthew on to talk about last week's IndyCar. It took a left turn, a very left turn. So I guess there's a lot of knee-jerk reaction things that could be said at this point that I won't say. But I can also say that You want to be so much part of the media. You've got to be careful and and, and, and not – I'm still trying to understand exactly what he was talking about. Did I ever once say – and I know for – feel free to call in, chime in, 917-889-8516. Did I ever say that I want – uh, police officers to use lethal force against black people? No, I never even used the word lethal force. The first time lethal force was ever even brought into the conversation was from Matthew. I have no idea. The the point being, and, and, and to bring all of this full circle back around, because we are a sports talk show, To bring everything back around full circle, it's this. Coronavirus took away the sports world as we know it. And sports have been doing everything in their power to come back. And they created this bubble where we could watch NBA – watch the NBA, and then we get to the NBA playoffs. The Milwaukee Bucks 
which is the presumed champion of the NBA, decides that they're going to just walk out on the court and say, we're boycotting this game. And then we got the rest of the sports world falling in line to say that. I, I think that that... I think that they owe sports fans more than this, more than that. I mean, if we were to believe, if you were just to believe the stories that are being told. Okay, so it's unfortunate that a man lost his life. Black, white, Hispanic, whatever. It's unfortunate that a person lost their life. And I can guarantee you 100 million percent that the police officers that made that decision, that took that life, probably haven't slept since. This is not a situation that happened in Minneapolis. The situation in Minneapolis clearly was some bad apples and maybe some bad decisions, and maybe it wasn't even planned. And let justice do its thing. But all four of the police officers are in jail awaiting trial for murder. Clearly in that videotape in Minneapolis, he's screaming, I can't breathe, I can't breathe, I can't breathe, yet why his knee is pressing down. So there we have a a situation that one might say, but, you know, you had a – a, 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 a person who had been resisting. Now, that went way too far, way too far. But the situation that happened in Wisconsin is a completely different type of situation. So let me ask you this. If you decide one day you're going to get up and uh, one day, and let's just say you're a white guy or a black guy, but let's say white guy, you got you decide that you're going to go into a bank and you're going to rob that bank. You're going to pull your weapon and you're going to let everybody see your weapon. You're going to get your money. You're going to escape. You start firing at police officers. Do you think for one minute that the police officers are going to look at you and say, you're a white guy. We can't use lethal force. Well, if that's your mindset, well, then you keep it. But that's BS. If I'm a white guy and I walk into a bank today and I decide I'm going to pull a weapon and I'm going to rob that bank, and then as I'm leaving that bank, I see police officers and I'm going to start shooting out at them. If I don't expect that my life is going to end at that time, well, then that, that's just silliness. You know, it's unfortunate that this show has taken – the turn that it's taken today. But hey, I guess that's I guess that's the world that that that, that we're in. Um it, it's just it's unfortunate, but it is what it is, and we, we move forward uh from this point. You know, we were we were gonna be talking about the Indianapolis five hundred And and, and here's the thing. 
What a great time that was out of the Indianapolis 500 last week. And I went. Did I get my media credentials? No. I bought tickets. Even had my tickets and ready to go on the gate. Even if they had reduced it to the 25%, I was still going to be able to get into the track. But I'm going to tell you what. We got down there, oh, I want to say 8 o'clock, 7.30, 8 o'clock, and we, and we got into the lot right across the street from the Indianapolis Motor Speedway. And we started seeing fans uh, begin to come in, come around. And the lot that we were at, uh, just maybe 30 minutes after we had been there, maybe a little bit longer than that, the police, uh, Speedway police, decided that they, they were going to block off that lot and not allow fans into that lot. But we were already there, so they let us stay, and us and a handful of other people. And so we had a really great spot. I mean, a great spot. And then we were able to move underneath a shade tree, and we listened to the entire race on uh, the IndyCar radio network. We had the network up on the laptop, and you know, we met a couple from uh, Austin, Texas. First time they'd ever been to the track ever. Already had their tickets, already had everything. to say, hey, you know what? We're going to go ahead and come to the Indianapolis 500. How cool was that? I mean, they were cool people. We, we hung out with them for, for the majority of the day. We had, we met some people, some, some uh, people that came in on their motorcycles and you know, we were talking with them, and then we had to fly over. And I, one of the things that I think that gets everybody is TAPS, back home in Indiana, and the flyover. Of course, the National Anthem, that's a, that's a given. But that flyover by the Blue Angels from the U.S. Air Force was Incredible. Incredible. And then they did two of them, which is unheard of. I mean, to my knowledge, it's never happened in any sporting venue that I've ever been to. To have two separate, different flyovers was amazing. And to have, I think they're called the doctors or the surgeons, but they are doctors and surgeons. And they sung the national anthem. And to look down 16th Street and see the fans, it was really a something special. I walked down 16th Street, walked down in front of the gate, and just as far as I could see, they were they were fans at the Indianapolis Motor Speedway. And it was just an amazing sight. And so I mentioned this in my opening monologue that, you know, in a way I'm kinda glad that it ended the way that it it ended fair and square. You know, but but Spencer Pickett, thank God he's okay. But he did get his bell rung. 
but he just tore up that entire part of the track there coming into the, the pit lane. They were going to have to red flag it. There was going to be no choice. There's no way they could have went a green-white checker right away. So they were going to have to throw the red flag. So throwing the red flag with that kind of damage, it was going to take a minimum of 90 minutes to, to fix, a minimum. When you're in a red flag situation, you can't do anything with your car. You can't put fuel on it. You can't check tire gauge. You can't you can't do anything. The only thing you can do is just you can get out of your car, but that's it. You can't touch the car. You can't do anything with the car. So looking at the fuel issue with Scott Dixon. He would have had to have come in and take a pit. That he, he, there's no way he could have won the race on a on a on a on a um, uh, three lap checkered uh, uh, checkered uh, green flag checkered race. No way he could have won the race. And the other unfortunate thing about it is it's, it goes back to economics. Economics. The track, Indianapolis Motor Speedway and IndyCar, is paid a butt ton of money by NBC to carry that lie. They have exclusive rights. No other network can can air anything to do with Indianapolis 500 during that time frame. And if they change anything, that becomes what they call chargebacks within the contract. Without getting too technical with you in the business world, if things don't happen the way they're supposed to happen, they got to start paying money back to the network. So had they had that 90-minute red flag for a winner that we already knew was going to happen no matter what, had we had that, we would have uh, been outside of the TV window. So, which means that all not all, not only here in Indianapolis. So, for the for the first time in in in, in I don't know when that that it hasn't been blacked out here in Indianapolis. But not only those fans, but fans all over the nation, all over the world, wouldn't have been able to see the finish of the Indianapolis 500. And those of you that are a fan and a huge thing of the Indianapolis 500, you know how special that ending is. And to not be able to see that. So they made a decision that they were going to just let it end under caution. Because Sado was going to be the winner no matter what. Now, is that the preferred ending? No. I mean, I get it. I, I understand people wanted to see the green-white checker. I get that. Believe me, as a race fan, I get that, and I understand that completely. But it was the best decision to make. And here's the also the other thing. 
as selfish as it may sound, I'm glad it was a former winner of the Indianapolis 500 to win this year's Indianapolis 500. Because if you've never won the Indianapolis 500, to be to win your first Indianapolis 500, I think anybody that will tell you when I won it, not the first time, the second time, third time, whenever they won the Indianapolis 500, one of the things that makes it so special so incredibly special is the fans, is the pop and circumstance, is the, 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 the drinking of the milk is special, but the drinking of the milk in front of the fans makes the drinking of the milk. The parade lap, so many things that, a, that an Indy 500 gets to enjoy, winner gets to enjoy. So I'm, I'm from that part of it, I'm glad that Soto did win because he, he got that in his first win. Had this been somebody else who had never won, example, Marco Andretti, who started on the pole, how disappointing would it have been to not only the Andrettis, but to the fans to see an Andretti finally back at Victory Lane at the Indianapolis Motor Speedway and no fans there to see it. I think that would have just been. I think it was just. It was the right decision to make. It was the right decision to make, and you know we can agree with it or disagree with it all day long. But at the end of the day, we have a, an Indianapolis 500 winner, uh, and uh, you know, hopefully, 2021 we. <laughs> We'll all be back to normal again, and uh, we can we can we can move forward, uh, and get past all of this stuff. It's just it's it's time. My name is Tom Marquez El Presidente. Nine one seven eight 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 nine eight five one six is my is our dentist. We got about we got about thirty minutes left. Uh, we're scheduled to have uh, we're scheduled to have a. Uh, um, Steve Wilson from Speedway Digest to join us and to talk a little bit about what's going on in the NASCAR world and uh, kind of uh, figure out what's going on from there. <laughs> Man, we 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 just kind of we we, not, we didn't only go off the rails. I mean, we went off the rails and way off. I mean, it's it, you know. So hey, I, I appreciate everybody sticking around with us and and you know. Here's the thing: we're lit, we're we're working and living in some times that that I wish that we weren't. And there's there's a lot of things going on in our world right now. But one of the things that I think that we really can all agree on is the refuge refuge that we have is sports. And to work so hard to get sports back, and then to not have it back because of the decisions that are made by sports teams is very disappointing. We'll be right back right here on the Balance Radio Network. Ride till I 
can't no more. I got the horses in the back, horse stock is attached. Head is mad at black, got the boots black to match. Riding on a horse, ha, you can whip your horse. I've been in the valley, you ain't been up off that porch now. Can't nobody tell me nothing. The Air National Guard is a reserve component of the United States Air Force and serves alongside active duty Air Force members in times of a national crisis. In addition, the Air Guard serves the state and local community in a wide range of capacities. The reason people join the Air Guard is as diverse as our members and includes such reasons as a deep desire to serve their country, money for college, travel, new job skills, and the pride that goes along with belonging to the greatest military organization in the world. I joined because I felt a calling to serve my country, but I didn't want to be far away from my family. So the Indiana Air National Guard was a perfect fit for me. With over 95 different career opportunities to choose from and 100% paid college tuition to any state-funded college, why not give us a call? Call 1-800-841-3103 or visit online at goang.com to find out more. Again, that's 1-800-841-3103. The Air National Guard, guarding America, defending freedom. When you don't go to Geico.com, car insurance can be confusing. Like Swedish techno confusing. Bark, bark, meow, meow. Dance with me, purple cow. Bark, bark, meow, meow. Ooh, you lovely cow. Geico makes it easy. With 24-7 access, all you have to do is go to Geico.com and you could save money on car insurance. It just makes sense. Unlike, you know. Dance with me, purple cow. I like your mood. When you don't go to Geico.com, car insurance can be hard. Like early 90s heavy metal hard. I'm yelling and screaming and I'm loud. Roar. Geico makes it easy. You can review and update your policy or report a claim on Geico.com or the Geico mobile app. Because shouldn't we all have a little less stress in our lives? I'm not even upset about anything. Morning face. You get it when you don't sleep well. This is what happened to Linda. Morning, guys. Good morning. Ah, what is that thing? It's me, Linda. Oh, my God, it talks. Run! No, it's me, Linda, from HR. It looks hungry. Save the children. Save them. Stay back. I've got mace. Ow, they're moving. It's called beauty sleep for a reason. And there's never been a better time to get some. Get 20% off IKEA salt and mattresses. IKEA. Love your home. Give me fuel, give me fire, give me that which I desire. All right, welcome back to The Balance. My name is Tom Marcusell, Presidente. Well, this is our, our final segment of the show today. Uh, we have an abbreviated show, and we're going get, to get start getting things back to normal as we get the NFL underway. Ed Kratz is on vacation, uh, beat writer for the Philadelphia Eagles, and our official NFL contributor uh, wasn't able to join us. Uh, Mo from the BS Sports Show joined us for a brief time, and, and uh, you know, uh, you know, you know, we're just going to move on. I'm not going to sit around and, and, and harp on, on, on things, but the, the where our, our show went today was not planned, but that is kind of how things are. And, you know, the, the unfortunate thing 
is that we worked so hard to bring get sports back. And for teams like the Milwaukee Bucks, no pun intended, to buck the system uh, to to go out and boycott and create the situation that we, we created. And then, you know, the the last segment took an, uh, an unfortunate turn, but it is what it is. But joining us now, I believe, from Daytona, Florida, is uh, Steve Wilson. How are you, sir? Doing well. How about yourself? Good. Steve Wilson of Speedway Digest, editor-in-chief of Speedway Digest, our official NASCAR contributor. I, I have to admit, Matthew, I, I mean, I have to admit, Steve, last night I was out of the loop. So bring me up to speed of where, where are we at in the NASCAR world. I know we've got a race this evening uh, from Daytona, uh, but uh, let's, uh, what's, what's happening in the NASCAR world? Well, last night we ran the Xfinity Series down here in Daytona, so it was um, it was a fun little race. Uh, a lot of cautions, as you normally see in some of these uh, mm-hmm. Uh, super speedway events. Uh, had they had just in one stage last night in stage two, about nineteen and twenty cars were involved in wrecks within just a matter of uh, about twenty five or thirty laps. So um <clears throat> it was uh a- in the end it was just a heavy prevailing um as his two teammates um Ross Justine and AJ Allmendinger tangled together coming to the flag and that gave uh Haley an opportunity to sneak through and bring home a, a win last night well I, I i was listening to a little bit of it on the radio in and out of uh, i was in and out of the house and doing some other things but uh you tell you what it sounded like a really good race I, it's unfortunate that i that i missed it but where are we at with the, the playoff picture with the xfinity series and where are we at we'll get into the the, the uh, uh truck series and the cup series here in a minute but where are we at with the xfinity series playoff picture Well, um, they've got a couple more races, so there's a few more opportunities out there for them. Uh, the Cup Series is going to cut theirs off tonight, um, and we'll know other than uh, just a couple of, a couple that have already made it in. But uh, uh, last week, uh, Justin Elgar at Dover was finally able to inch out a win and uh, get himself into the playoffs this year, and uh, now Justin Haley's in the playoffs, and We've got a couple of drivers down there uh, around Brandon Brown and uh, Jeremy Clemens that are, are just on that edge that they're still trying to fight themselves in, and they really don't have too much more time here in the next uh, couple of weeks to get themselves finally locked in. So let's, let's uh, go on over to the uh, 2020 Gander RV uh, and our outdoor truck series standings. You got Zane Smith, Austin Hill, uh, Sheldon Creed, uh, Grant Effinger, uh, Brent Moffitt, uh, Matt Crofton, uh, Christian Eckes, Ben Rhodes, Tyler Ackerman, and uh, Todd Gilliman all rounding out the uh, top 10 in the truck series. And certainly looking like Chevy, it's a battle between Chevy and Ford in that particular um, uh, series. Yeah, um, you, uh, again, you've, you've got some around Todd Gullivland and back there that are just a couple of points out. And 
not a whole lot of time for them to really um, get up there and do something about it. Uh, you know, for for Sheldon Creed and the others that have uh, been able to go to victory lane already and uh, be able to lock themselves in and uh, prepare for the playoffs in about uh, I think about three weeks or something for them. So uh, three or four weeks for them. Um, you know, they're they're looking a little bit better. Um, Matt Crafton himself is a uh, uh, another one, he's uh, still trying to, to trying to get in there, and uh, uh, you know, for a defending champion like him, uh, it's it's uh, I, I I see that he's he's had a little bit of a rough year trying to make it in there, but uh, you know, there are a couple more opportunities. You still have Darlington and Richmond coming up, uh, so but, you know, maybe uh, some of these drivers down there, um, Todd, the Todd Gillins and the um, Matt Craftons are 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 you got to win in the next couple of weeks. Um, but you also got Zane Smith up front that uh, he's a uh, you've seen him go to victory lane in the last couple of weeks and uh, uh, he's been able to solidify himself in the playoffs for later on. Let's, let's go back on over to the Xfinity Series. Then we, we talked about Justin Haley winning uh, last night's race there. But one of the drivers that I've been most impressed with is Dale Jr.'s driver, and that's a Noah Gregson. And, and he sits in the number three spot. Uh, how, how does uh, Justin Haley's uh, win last night affect the position, or if it does affect the position uh, of Noah Gregson? Gregson and, and what a great driver this young kid is. Um, I mean, it won't it won't affect his, his Gregson at all. He's uh, far enough up there that um, uh, Haley is uh, not going to be any as well as far as point wise right now. He's Haley locked in, but uh, it won't affect him at all. Um, Gregson has uh, he had a tough night last night. Although all the junior motorsports drivers have a tough night, they they were working together with one another. Just as we saw with the uh, uh, Jiggies racing and the uh, Call of Racing and uh, the two four drivers and stuff like that, they were all trying to, you know, not only work with their manufacturers but work with their teams. And uh, you know, unfortunate for uh, Noah and and the remaining junior uh, uh, motorsports drivers of Justin Allgaier and. Um, they they got kind of up well about halfway through the race last night so you know they they were a pretty strong group of cars all four of them together out there last night but uh uh you know just you know being on the super speedway races is kind of you know kind of you know it's a it's a, it's a crapshoot or playing roulette sometimes and um you know, while they were strong cars, and Gregson was a strong car last night with his junior with his junior motorsport teammates, um, he 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 got knocked. Like I said, he got knocked out. But you know, it's not going to bother. It's not going to work against him uh, at all. He's uh, he's very well comfortable inside of the playoffs at this point. So here's the here's the thing. I think Noah's had such a great, tremendous season, and and I think there's a lot of people that are saying that hey, Noah's ready to make that next step. Now, with that next step, it means there's sponsorships and stuff that are involved with that. But do you think that if he has what it takes to go to the next step, that would logically mean that he would go to another team? But the the question that I would have. 
would that be the opportunity for junior motorsports to move into the major cup series as a team owner with Noah? Um, well, I know that Dale as a team owner has, you know, been asked about that multiple times of moving that team itself into the cup series. Um, but, you know, there's financial implications with that, but I far exceed what the Xfinity series is. And uh, even just running one team in the cup series, you could uh, run probably, you can run about two or so teams to maybe two and a half teams in the Xfinity series uh, with the level of sponsorship it takes just to, to run a single car. And today it's, so hard to just be a single car team voter in the Cup Series, and uh, but for Noah himself, yeah, he. Uh, it's hard to see where he would have a place. It, it, it would. He would. He. He's not going to be able to go to Hendrick Motorsports. You know, um, they're going to tap somebody else for the forty-eight. They're. They're very well happy with. Uh, Elliot and um, Byron there in their cars. So, you know, while while Junior Motorsports does get help and you know, from Hendrick Motorsports and engines and things like that, um, you know, they, they're going to – he would have to look out for the back. But the good news, or I guess the good news is to that conversation is it's just yesterday, you know, Gregson, Gregson uh, – he he announced that he would be returning back to the Xfinity Series with Junior Motorsports for 2021. Talking with uh, Steve Wilson, editor-in-chief of Speedway Digest, uh, our official NASCAR contributor, uh, calling us from down in NAS- uh, Daytona and certainly got the uh, Daytona race uh, this evening. Uh, let's talk a little bit about the, the playoff, projected playoff pictures of as as we look at it right now. And as you say, Things will be solidified tonight. But Kevin Harvick, Denny Hamlin, Brad Kolosky, Chase Elliott, Joey Logano, Martin Truex Jr., Ryan Blaney, Alex Bowman, Austin Dillon, Cole Custer, Eric Almodella, and Kyle Busch, Clint Boyer, Kurt Busch, and William Byron, and Matthew Dedabeto all rounding out those that are still in the chase. We're at the end of tonight. Where's the line? Um, I, 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 you know, I think there's, I think there's going to be two lines of thinking tonight with these drivers. You're going to have drivers like Denny Hamlin and Kevin Harvick that both have multiple wins, six, seven wins each this, uh, this year, uh, where they may feel that, you know, there's no point of them going out there and, uh, you know, unless they can race for a win, then, you know, maybe they, um, let some of the guys that are, you know, down there around the bottom, white match Benedetto that are trying to get in, uh, go up there and race. Um, but then I think you're going to have some drivers around, you know, around the match Benedetto's and uh, uh, others that are down there close to the bottom, uh, the cutoff line that, you know, may be uh, also thinking the same thing. Maybe they'll sit there and watch some of these drivers uh, like Denny Hamlin and and Brad Kozlowski and and others that are up front, um, try and race this thing out and maybe you know give them an opportunity to go in there and win. So I think 
strategy rise between some of these guys down at the bottom and some of the guys at the top. I think we're going to have two totally separate races going on at the same time tonight. And, you know, we'll, we'll kind of see that um, play out between, you know, those up at the top that are locked in and those that are still trying to fight to get themselves in. Um, but I, I, I think, I mean, we've, we've seen Wood Brothers. They've been strong at these, at these super speedways over the years. And Matt Benedetto is getting better and better in this car. Um, he hasn't won yet. And I, I think it's just a matter of time before he does. And, and you'll see that tonight. And, um, maybe, maybe, maybe he's, uh, uh, the hunters win for Wood Brothers, uh, tonight. Maybe he doesn't, but either way, I, I think, you know, we'll, we'll see some of those drivers down there that are at the cut line. Uh, at least try and make a few moves at some point in a race and uh, kind of put it all on the line. Talking with Steve Wilson, editor-in-chief of Speedway Digest, our official NASCAR contributor, talking to with us from uh, down in uh, Daytona. Ryan Blaney's another interesting story as we look at this playoff uh, picture, kind of stuck in the middle there in the number six slot. But Ryan Blaney has what I think one of those particular opportunities that he really does, especially after tonight, depending on how he does in tonight's race. But Ryan Blaney is definitely in the thick of the chase. Wouldn't you agree? Yeah, no, he is. And, you know, his, his Penske teammates with uh, Logano and Kevlowski, they've all been performing very well. I think you've, uh, seen a resurgence of uh, of Ford again this year, not only at, at the play tracks but outside those tracks. And uh, you know they they've been super competitive when it comes to Joe Gibbs racing and um, the world. And uh, you know Blaney himself, he's he's won in the Cup Series at Pocono uh, just a few years ago for. Uh, for for the Wood Brothers that we were just talking about that Matt DiBenedetto has been part of, but um, you know he's uh, he's he's putting that car in position each week and he's uh, he's coming home with with good finishes and uh, you know he's uh, kind of stayed out of trouble most of the year, uh, you know aside from a few incidents here and there, but overall uh, he's had uh, he he's really perform to a point that kind of gives kind of gives the indication that he deserves being the playoffs. I'm going to give you a series of names here, and you tell me out of these these series of names, who is the, who, who the 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 driver I think that has earned it, deserved it, has the right to or not right is the wrong word to say, but championship. But I look at, at three different drivers. Three different drivers who have paid their dues. Uh, two very seasoned driver and one not as seasoned as the others. And I'm going I'm to talk with you about Denny Hamlin, Chase Elliott, and Joey Logano. Out of those three, who, who, out, they've paid their dues. They've been right there at it, and we've seen Denny Hamlin right there as I like Denny Hamlin. Well, I have to admit, and, and I know you've been on this show since I've. I've, been, I've talked about him many times. I like Chase Elliott as a as a fan, and I've become to really become a a Chase Elliott fan. So, talk with me about those three drivers. They've paid their dues. 
it's time for one of them to to be on the the championship podium. If if you were to pick one of those three, and, and again, a lot to be played out yet. But if you were to pick one of those three, who would be the most logical one? Would you pick of those three that have paid their dues to get into the championship podium? Um. Well. Well, I mean, when it Making comes you to Danny Hamlin, I think he's a he's a driver. A lot of times that we compare to Mark Martin, probably one of the greatest drivers in in NASCAR, or at least in the modern history of NASCAR, to never win a championship himself. Uh, many many times on on multiple occasions, uh, he came so close. Uh, sometimes within just just points of winning that championship. Um, and we've seen the same thing happen with Denick, is he has done things like we've seen him do this year. Uh, we've we've heard that this is going to be the last year of Denny Hamlin at Joe Gibbs race, and he's not going to come back next year. He, he You know, we, we've heard the rumor swirling for him to just come back and perform yet again or, or, you know, come and, you know, win the Daytona 500 on multiple occasions to get to a place like, like Homestead and, and just, you know, he comes so close, uh, you know, second place, um, you know, or, or whatever the case may be. Um, He's he's probably maybe this generation's or this era of NASCAR's uh, Mark Martin at this point. Just how close he's become, and how many you know how many uh, things like this year he's won six times this year. And uh, you know I'm not gonna try and say that he's gonna go to Phoenix this year and and, and run second or whatever the case may be, but. Um, he's just been so close and he's done so many things like this in the past. Um, whereas Chase Elliott, he's kind of new to the cup series. Um, you know, the, this is third or so year. And, uh, I think, uh, you know, today we don't necessarily expect, uh, a cup series driver to win and uh, a championship in their first, you know, two, three, four years or something like that. Um, there's a lot at play in the cup series and, you know, so these are some of the best drivers in the world. Um, and, and will Chase Elliott get there? I think that he eventually will, but I think he has some time. Um, and as far as Joey Logano is, uh, you know, Joey Logano has, uh, you know, he's won the Daytona 500. He's been wrecked at Martinsville to, while chasing down that championship. And, um, uh, I mean, he still has some years left, and I think he has some fight left in him. Uh, and I think it'll just be up to him to determine his fate. So I guess the answer to that question is is that, um, you know, I, I, I think, you know, just if I had to just base it on history, I think that we would probably see um, Chase Elliott or maybe even uh, Joe Logano win a championship before Denny Hamlin does. And as sad as that is because of what he's done, went in the Daytona 500 on multiple occasions three different times. Uh, I, I 
to and winning six times just this season alone in the Cup Series. But we've seen this out of Denny before. And, um, you know, sometimes he's been taken out by his own uh, uh, frustration. Sometimes he's been taken out by a... Uh, by his body that has uh, uh, he's had continuing issues with his back over the years and whether that plays a factor sometimes into uh, him running these very long seasons and by the end his back is giving up on him and sometimes he's just been taken out by others and sometimes he's just come so close um, and, and I think in as much as I would love to see him win a championship um I mean, he's been there before. He's been there several times, just as Mark Martin did. And I think he's kind of uh, will will have to relish in the fact of uh, he may never win a championship, and he's come so close so many different times. But he may have to relish in the fact, like Mark Martin did, that you know he'll have to look at all of his other accomplishments in sports versus just being a champion. Steve Wilson, our, our official NASCAR contributor, calling us uh, from down in Daytona. Uh, what's it like? You're able to get into the track, and uh, what's it? What's it? It's it's. Uh, it, how, what's what's your process as far as getting into the track? I mean, they take the temperature. What's 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 the process? Um, yeah, it's uh, it's a very similar process that everybody else is doing these days with taking of temperatures and things like that before you're allowed to go in and. Um, it's, uh, you know, it's, a it's a strange new world that we all live in. Has the media center food let you down? <laughs> <laughs> no, not yet. Good. Good to hear. Hey, real quickly, and just to kind of, uh, tie in the knot from the, from our host show, uh, you know, our, our show we called today bucking the system because the Milwaukee Bucks. Um, boycotted the playoffs because of the shooting in Kenosha, Wisconsin. So, you know, we, we've seen uh, the the uh, sports world just all kind of follow suit and with MLB games boycotting. We've seen uh, NFL teams cancel practice all in solidarity of this this shooting in Wisconsin. And I kind of went on an opinion that, you know, here here here's the thing. We had a guy that was running from the police that has been charged with attempted murder on police before that they tried to taser. He was lunging at his car with, and within feet of his, his, of his, of the car was a knife. Now, did they know it was a knife? No, but I think the police officers want to come home at night. And I say all that because with this stuff that happened in Minneapolis was completely different. And, and Bubba Wallace kind of found his stage. It kind of found a lot of people were looking at Bubba Wallace. But, you know, when I look this week at the other sports world, and what's really disappointing is Corona took sports away from us across the board. And we've seen it across the board. We've seen it last week with the Indianapolis 500. And, and we want so much to have sports back. And they worked so hard to bring sports back. And the NBA puts themselves in a bubble. That's something that happens outside the bubble. They got a boycott. But I also noticed something completely different with this shooting than the Minneapolis shooting. Uh, Bubba Wallace, who has, who is probably is having one of his career best seasons, is is silent. Why do you think that is? 
Well, I mean, he hasn't necessarily been silent. Just, uh, just the night before last, he did he did speak out on the fact of uh, the other the other sports boycotting, and uh, he did make a statement in the fact of that just because they're racing this weekend, it doesn't mean that he's silent. Uh, and yesterday, Jimmy Johnson and others during their media availabilities were asked about this at the same time. So, um, I don't think you answered would be. Oh, I'm sorry, Steve. Here's what I'm going to say. All right, let me word it this way. He's getting in the car and he's driving his race car. Jimmy Johnson and anybody else that, that has an opinion on this is getting in their car and they're driving their race car. Is it right? Doesn't doesn't sports have a obligation to their fans to go out there and play the game? even though you might disagree with what's going on in the world? Um, I mean, I kind of equate it to this, is that if 